0: Hi, welcome to the Meg Pearson Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Meg
0: Pearson. I am a student of life, mother, teacher, and self care and abundance addict. I'm here to share my story as well as what I have learned through my 40 years of living and many life experiences that include personal bankruptcy, overcoming bulimia, alcohol addiction, and later in life pregnancy and motherhood. I have taken back my mental, financial, and physical health and even retired from my career in live television at age 30 to create the life of my dreams in Costa Rica, all thanks to my daily practice, commitment to growth, and many self-guided healing journeys. If you're ready to step outside of your comfort zone, take your life and health into your own hands, and finally feel truly connected and in love with your body and soul, then join me every single week. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Meg Pearson Podcast. You guys, I'm so thrilled to have you here once again for another episode. Today, I have a really amazing guest on the show. Her name is Meg Sylvester. Now, I've known Meg for a number of years, and she's just an amazing, amazing woman all around. She's a practitioner, teacher of kundalini yoga meditation, spiritual guide, and she works in the field of worthiness and the divine feminine. So today, we're going to hear a little bit about her story. We're going to talk about everything everything from working with our soul to find clarity in our purpose in life to channeling light language to body image and everything in between. So I cannot wait to get into this interview. Let's get right to it. Here's my interview with Meg Sylvester. So here we are. I am so excited to be speaking with Meg Sylvester here on the Meg Pearson podcast. Welcome, sister.
1: Hi. Hello. We've known each other for how many years? When did we first meet? Oh, I think was it 2017? Maybe 2017, so 4 2017. years ago. Amazing. Yeah. Wild. Wild. And do you remember when we when we both realized that we were both named after Megan from the Thornbirds? Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. So we're like we're like name twins times and really did. <laughs> you know what? It's yeah. funny, I didn't
0: remember that until you just mentioned it. So those of you that are listening yeah. might not know The Thornbirds is a book that was based. There was a television series based on the book, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the book mm-hmm. um called The Thornbirds was it was around it was it was based back in, you know, back in history, I do believe. And one of the main characters was named Megs. And she had a very tumultuous life. At one point she was locked in her attic. She fell in love with this, with the preacher or a priest. It was this whole thing. And I, my mother was (laughs) reading. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But my mother was reading that when she was pregnant for me. So that's how, that's how I ended up with the name.
1: Yeah. Cause we, we both also have the H in our name. Yeah. G H A N. Right. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Which is not very popular. It's just, There's only two or three other people. And the only the other two people that I know of are women or girls, women now that grew up in my hometown that were named Megan after my mother named me Megan. So so funny. Ah, So here Here and here we are in June or (laughs) July, depending when this is with podcast is going to air of 2021. So I'm so excited to have you here. Meg is someone that I have been watching. You know, I've been watching you on social media and we've stayed connected over the years. You've had a lot going on, a lot of shifts taking place recently on your
1: podcast called mm-hmm. manifest Manif- miracles yes. manifest
0: yes. miracles so everyone make sure you hop on over and follow um and subscribe to meg's podcast as well um just last week you spoke about something that you haven't really talked publicly about which is how you channel um this healing light language so we're definitely going to talk about that here today but i want to first get into your story um Meg, you've made the, they made the change from a corporate life to working, you know, doing your soul's purpose. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit, how that, how that happened for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I was working, um, a corporate job. I was the director of sales and marketing for a healthcare company, and I was happy enough. I loved the people I worked with the work that I did was rewarding. Um, however, there was this constant voice of like, this is not it. This is not it. You know, you're meant, you're meant for something else, something different. And I always liken it to, you know, when you're trying on like jeans and you put the jeans on and you're like, uh, these are okay, but these are not the jeans, mm-hmm. you know? And then you finally put that one pair of jeans on they're the perfect rise. They make your butt look really great, you know? And it was like, I, I haven't found that pair of jeans yet, you know? And so it was just this voice that was constant. This is not it. This is not it. This is not it. And that voice eventually began to scream at me in the form of physical distress, physical dis-ease and, um, you know, migraines multiple times a week, uh, chronic cystic acne, mood swings. I was on antidepressants. I um, felt like I had chronic fatigue that was never diagnosed, but I was just always so tired. And, um, and the migraines were just so bad. And I remember going to neurologists, going to all these different doctors, just trying to figure out you know, what was wrong. And the answers always came back like, oh, you're fine. Take the pill. And so I would take the pill and I would, I was not fine. Nothing, nothing ever like went away. Nothing ever resolved itself. Um, and, and then I was given this book, um, grain brain by Dr. David Perlmutter. Mm. And this was the first book that I ever read that actually put the food mood connection together and actually was talking about, Hey, what you eat impacts how you feel physically, (laughs) mentally, emotionally, you know? And like, when I say that out loud, it's like, duh, you know, (laughs) but, but that was not really like talked about, you know, all those years ago. And, um, and so I started making these conscious decisions to, based off of what I had learned in that book. And then of course, went down the rabbit hole and started like learning about functional medicine and all these doctors and, um, practitioners and started applying changes to my life. And lo and behold, any of these symptoms, um, the migraines, they started resolving themselves. They started lessening and easing up. And, um, anyway, long story short, all these symptoms started, started dissolving and resolving themselves. And this is honestly the first time that I experienced an empowered state, you know, up until that point, I was always waiting for somebody or something to come and save me, Mm -hmm. somebody to give me the job, somebody to give me the money, somebody to give me the pill, somebody to tell me my purpose, you know, and, and this little shift, or I say little big shift catalyzed this like sense of empowerment within me of like, Oh my God, I can make changes in my life. And so that was really the portal to my spiritual awakening. The the physical was my portal to the spiritual awakening. And through that, I started sharing, you know, just everything that I was passionate about with the physical and health, and eventually decided to leave my very lucrative, like half enough corporate job start my own business as a functional medicine health coach. And that quickly morphed into mindset and spirituality. And, and then that led me down the path of Kundalini of, um, you know, spiritual mentorship of, you know, intuitive readings. And it just kind of all, I just kept saying yes to those like breadcrumbs that universe was dropping for me, you know, and making, it, it, it was very obvious when spirit was directing me somewhere because it would just be very easy. It was like, these things would just kind of fall in my lap. The decisions weren't necessarily easy, but the pathway was made very clear for me, you know, to where it got harder and harder for me to say no. So um that was many years ago. And now today um, you know, here I am, I'm a Kundalini yoga meditation teacher. I lead transformational retreats all over the world. Um, I, I, private mentorship for a long time and worked with so many beautiful women, um, you know, helping them to transform their own lives. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see, see what's next. And you're, and you're also a mother of three. Yeah, and I have three kids, (laughs) (laughs) which
0: is um, also that, which makes you superwoman, (laughs) superwoman, and so you're a mother of three children, and also doing all of this amazing stuff. So I just want to mention and throw that in there because that's pretty epic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, so, Meg, you mentioned right there at the beginning, you know, like learning and reading that book was a really big step for you towards your, your empowerment, right. So realizing that, yes, I can do this and I can do this for myself, which is such an important, you know, theme for me in, in this podcast, you know, like intuitive lifestyle talk is, is my tagline for this podcast, because this is why I created this is I want people to start to really understand the notion that they are their own healer, you know, that we, we need to begin to step into Mm -hmm. that power and that knowing that, we need to like we Western medicine and I love Western medicine. Oh my God, it's helped me in so many ways. It saved me in so many ways in many different situations, but we've yeah. also been, mm-hmm. we've adopted this idea that, Oh, when something feels uncomfortable or painful or wrong for us, then we have to go outside of ourselves and have someone else tell us what we need. When we rea- in reality, no one else knows mm-hmm. more than ourselves. People constantly ask right. me, right? How should I eat? How should I eat? How should I eat? You know, because of my work in health and nutrition, and, and I'm to the point now where I say, I don't know. How do you think you should eat? You know, because <laughs> right, right, what feels good, like yeah. exactly, really understanding that notion that you said, that what you eat affects how you feel. People still to this day don't get that, or the majority of people don't understand that. People, you know, used to come to my retreats that I catered when I was running c- catering retreats, and they would eat the food for seven days, and then by f- day five, they'd be like, Oh, I woke up this morning without achy knees and, and a headache. I wonder if what's that all, what that's all about. I'm like, well, mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what are you doing differently this week? Oh, <laughs> like, really? Hmm. It's the food. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're probably having a headache and achy bones because you're eating highly inflammatory right. foods all the time and not even making the correlation. So I love that that was such a big but so, first step for
1: you. Also on retreats. Yeah. And also on retreats, we're doing such like deep um, work on, on the emotional, mental, and spiritual level. And, and, you know, allopathic and Western medicine has also convinced us that our physical symptoms are just that they're physical symptoms, Mm -hmm. but um, I operate on the belief physical symptoms are symptoms of mental, emotional, and spiritual distress as well, you know? And, and so oftentimes, you know, at retreats, people feel so much better physically and yeah, the food that we're eating is, is definitely supporting us, but also that, that spiritual mental, emotional work that we're doing too. It's like just this release of so much pressure that causes for me, you know, it was the migraines. It was this pressure of not, not, um, following through on, on what I knew to be true for myself. And it just felt like a vice grip around my head. And so, yeah, eating it's it's such a It's such a combination of what we eat, what we consume, Mm -hmm. you know, mentally, emotionally, what we put into our bodies, the thoughts that we put into our bodies, you know, we're just consuming all of this, you know, food, thoughts, TV, books, you know, and it's all, it's all so connected. It's also connected.
0: Well, it is this notion of, you know, our, when you look at how you nourish yourself, what you actually eat is really what you should be looking at second. A lot of the time Mm -hmm. because it is it's your career it's your relationships it's how you're taking care of your body all of that stuff a lot of people that come to me thinking they want to just talk about what kind of next diet should they be on should it be keto or paleo or this Mm -hmm. you know We end up Mm -hmm. discovering that they actually need to start getting more massages. They need to, you know, start working more on their relationship with their loved one, that they need to take more time for themselves and maybe they need to quit their job, you know, and then they actually feel Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. things they thought they would feel by. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, I guess I didn't need to really change the way I was eating or I just needed to, you know, honor myself more so that I would make naturally better decisions, how I fed myself, you know,
1: naturally, then you want to reach for the fruits and veg, and Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So what, what an amazing
0: journey. And I love, I love everything about what you're doing today. And I love, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more at the end of our conversation here about um, all the different ways that people can, can connect with you and, and work with you and, you know, explore Kundalini yoga, which is another area of what you offer and your focus that I absolutely adore because Kundalini has been an integral part of my healing journey in the last, you know, five years, especially it's so, so potent. So if people aren't familiar with Kundalini yoga, can you give them a a quick little, um, description of what that means?
1: Yes. Okay. First of all, if Kundalini is just even the teeniest bit calling to you, you have to just take a class to experience it because, um, me trying to verbally communicate it mm-hmm. just doesn't do it justice. Okay, yes. <laughs> so let, let's get that. So let's, let's, let's get it that straight. So Kundalini yoga, the yoga of awareness, it's known as the yoga of awareness because it truly drops you into your human experience. Uh, in Kundalini, we're really focusing a lot on the angles and lines you create with your body. Because these angles and lines elicit different glandular responses. So let's say when you have your arms up at a 60 degree angle, it's working and stimulating with different glands than it is when you have your arms at a 45 degree or a 90 degree angle, right? So we're really working on glandular responses to create different emotional and physical states. Okay. Um, in Kundalini, we're also using breath. Um, we're also using mantra. So mantra is very interesting because you've got all of the energy channels and meridians in your mouth. And when you move your tongue in different ways, you're stimulating these different meridians and energy points within your mouth, which then um, brain and elicit different responses. So different particular mantras, because you're moving your tongue in different way, then elicit different responses. So it's all, it's all so scientific, but so spiritual. And this is where I geek out on the fusion between science and spirituality and how, you know, our bodies moving our bodies in different ways, elicits different responses that then help us to connect that higher power within us and to that higher power that's all around us. Um so kundalini yoga we use what's called Kriya. and it's described as like ingredients for a particular recipe. Um and in kundalini each kriya comes with different ingredients, different exercises that then produce a very specific Result. So we have kriyas for everything. We have kriyas for connecting to your expanded self. We have a kriya for a healthy bowel system. Mm-hmm. We have kriyas for you know third eye, um, third eye expansion, heart chakra healing um, uh, thyroid, you know, it's just, there's like thousands upon thousands of Kriyas. Some Kriyas are very dynamic and you're sweating. Some Kriyas you're dancing. Some Kriyas are very meditative. So you never quite know what you're going to get when you come to a Kundalini class, but a good, good Kundalini class is like, like hours upon hours upon hours of therapy. So, Mm. (laughs) um, just, just, you just have to experience it for yourself, but it's so powerful. Transform it is. my life.
0: It is mm-hmm. so so powerful. Um, I have a dear friend, Angela Howell, who has been a Kundalini t- teacher her entire adult life. She's going to be a guest on my show in the coming mm-hmm. weeks as well. But I've done a lot of practice with her, and it's been like like I, like I said earlier too, like life changing for me. Really helped me reconnect to my body in the healing process from my, you know, I was sexually molested multiple times as a child. And that was really, really healing for me. And the thing that I love about Kundalini Yoga, and it was what you said right at the beginning there, was that it is using the body, connecting you to your body and using the body's innate, you know, science to, to bring you to these spiritual, into these spiritual experiences. And a lot of what people, and i mean, different, depending who you're talking to and what modality you're, you're focusing on, a lot of the time it feels like we should forget about our bodies because they don't matter. All we are is these infinite souls in the universe and these meat suits are useless. But I think these bodies are so like, they're so powerful for us. So using it, you know, harnessing the, the, the strength of our body, including, you, know, including, you know, is So the soul and, and honoring our bodies and loving our bodies and what they allow us to, to access and create in this world. And I know that you also, um, have have you know body awareness and body love and you, you know being vulnerable in 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 your flesh and bones is a big part of who you are and the messages that you put out there on social media i know um postpartum was really really beautiful seeing you putting yourself out there and just reminding new moms how um, cuz your youngest is 13 13 months old right now so you're still yes. very much postpartum as i am i my yes. daughter's almost yes. 2 you know mm-hmm. we're forever mm-hmm. postpartum Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, Um, but I would love for you to speak a little bit more to the listeners about why that's so important for you. The, you know, the body image awareness and and love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have been teaching about and and speaking about and doing my best to embody self-love and self-compassion for, for years. And after I had, happy my son Mm -hmm. um in that in that pregnancy i I gained i gained quite a bit of weight and that's okay um and after i had happy um my body was not you know bouncing back and which that term is just you know Mm um and and i went on a journey and truly committed to what does it mean to love my body and the shape that is in right now. And that is hard. It's hard when your body doesn't fit into the molds that the patriarchy tells us is the good body and being audacious enough to say, I love my body right now. And we can say that and we can say like, Oh, I, I love these stretch marks. I love this like saggy skin, but, but to actually truly love it is is a whole other thing, you know. Actions speak louder than words, and so I I went on a path, uh, I, like obsessed with how the toxic max masculine and the patriarchy has like infiltrated the way, uh, you know, into the psyche of of women and, and body acceptance and, and how we see ourselves and love ourselves through the lens of the patriarchy. It's so fucked up, you know? Mm. And, and so learning to see my body just as it is without labeling it, without saying this needs to change and, and just, just learning to be with my body, um, and to, and to also not place my body at the center of my human experience, but to say, this is part of my human experience. Um, just, uh, just a lot, a lot of learning to accept and to have compassion for and to tune into the wisdom of my body. And what was interesting was that the more and more I tuned into my body, I kept hearing her say, we're going about this at a very slow rate to protect the integrity of your skin and your elastin and your collagen, And, you know, and so I, I learned that, okay, my body didn't just like drop all of this baby weight because my body was protecting and trying to help and love me and nourish me. Um, and, and so, yeah, just like tuning, tuning into that. And also what was really interesting was, making these conscious decisions to say, I'm going to wear what feels comfortable to my body today, instead of needing to force myself into at that time, you know, black shirts and leggings when it was very hot outside, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm going to make a bold move and wear, you know, biking shorts and a tank top. Um, when several years ago, I would have looked at my body and said, you're not going out in that, you know, you've got to cover up. And so really learning to make these decisions and to put, you know, put my chin up and say, this is who I am and, and who I am is wonderful and beautiful. And I, I am allowed to be this shape and that shape. And, you know, whatever shape my body wants to be in, I'm allowed to operate in this world. And I have just as much a right to operate in this world and to be successful and to do the things that I want to do to teach yoga with big boobs and, you know, curves I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to teach yoga looking like that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and yeah, so anyway, I have a journal coming out in August, um, on, on body acceptance for people to kind of, you know, work their way through, um, their conditioned thinking, um, and to, and to kind of remove themselves from that, you know, conditioned mind and really tune into the essence of the body and, and learning how to, um, accept, accept the body. Cause I think the term body positivity can be a little, Um, it can feel a little bit too big for, for some of us, you know, so just actually just learning to accept the body for where he or she is and, and to just want to be the compassionate caretaker, you know, of your body. It's a, it's a very liberating, very liberating to just say, Hey body, we're in this together. Like let's be friends. Let's go on this journey together. Let's support one another. Exactly.
0: So beautiful, you know, so beautiful. And, you know, for me coming from a background where I've abused my body for 20 plus years with my eating disorders and, and, you know, to be now, you know, took me 40 years to get to that point where I can not, you know, not only accept, but often I'm able to love my body and the days that I don't feel like I can love it. Yeah. Just working really hard to be in that place of acceptance. And then The way that I get there is often just to be in the gratitude for everything that it's done, you know, for healing after all of the years that I've I've abused it after, you know, oh my gosh, even though I may have a hard time loving my body today, my body is what gave me my amazing daughter, you know, and Mm -hmm. And also my body
1: is what allows me to experience hugs and uh food and 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 sunlight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All the good, yummy
0: things. Exactly. This is the thing, right? Um, There's that Disney Pixar movie where it's talking, you know, have you seen it? Soul disney pixar uh, soul
1: yes mm-hmm.
0: so i mm-hmm. haven't seen it in its entirety because i've tried to watch it a couple times with my daughter and then we get distracted but i do recall the one scene where yeah. these two souls are are talking and one of the souls is trying to convince the other soul like no man you want to reincarnate as a human so you can go down and have a body and enjoy life and and he goes mm-hmm. to eat a piece of pizza and he's like as a soul the pizza just yeah. falls right through you but as a human you get to actually uh-huh. enjoy the pizza <laughs> you get right? to eat it yeah yes. uh-huh So we have to remember that. And I think it's important too. like, I always talk with my with clients and, you know, people I'm working with that it's we have to stop with the idea that once we have the bikini body or when we lose the weight, then that's when life begins. And that's when we'll fall in love. And that's when we can enjoy that vacation. And it's like, life isn't waiting for you on the other side of any change that you make to your body. So unless we can start living and truly enjoying love and like our life right now and accepting our body from where it is and, you know, going to the ocean and, and, you know, swimming in the pool and wearing the swimsuits now, then you're going to spend your whole life playing that when I have, when it is, when I
1: have game. Right. Be, be audacious to be so audacious to love your life now, to live your life now, you know, stop, stop waiting for the bank account to look like this, the body to look like this, the The house to look like this, like be audacious, it's like just live your life now and f the patriarchy, <laughs> you know, men,
0: <laughs> f all the stories and all the conditioning, and just reconnect with your truth. Do you happen to know what your mm-hmm. human design, your human design energy type is, Meg? Have you I ever
1: done- am a generator.
0: Amazing, me too, me too. Yeah, and it, I mean, yeah. and I'm gonna. We're going to be talking a whole lot about. I mean, hence why you can do all that you do and have a family of four, and you know, like your generator. <laughs> so
1: we are all the right.
0: the workhorse. There, we are the energy of mm-hmm. of all the of all the people. Um, I'm going to talk a lot more about that. You know, human design. It's my my. It's been my latest obsession of it studying that in depth. Oh, it's fascinating. Um, but um, switching gears a little bit, what I would love to talk to you a little bit before we run out of time here is what you just shared in your podcast episode last week um, is this incredible gift that you have as a channel. And and now that you've spoken about it publicly on your podcast, because I know it was something that you've held really close to your heart for a long time, I would love for you to, you know, to, to share a little bit about what that is, how, how, and what, you know,
1: you you
0: are, you are channeling and and how that incorporates into what you offer your clients and what you do in the world.
1: Yeah. Thank you for, um, for asking. Um, and I'll try to make this short and sweet brevity is not my strong suit, but, um, yes. So, um, several years ago in a breathwork session, um, I had a vision of an angel who was saying, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. Um, I didn't know what it was time for, but after, after the breathwork session my mouth was just like it felt like pins and needles like it had fallen asleep and as soon as i opened my mouth this language came out um it was a language that i had never heard before um but it felt like it was uh, part of me like it, it felt like when i speak english like it i'm not thinking about it, it just comes out you know and um so for for like years i would experience this and i would The only way to get that pins and needles feeling out was to just like open my mouth and out comes this language. And, um, but I held it very close for many years. I didn't, I didn't know what it was and I wanted to be in integrity with it. I wanted to be very responsible for it, but I knew that it was healing Um, just from the feedback that I had had from like, just very close friends or individuals who had been around me when I channeled in a very, very intimate setting. uh, I was also very, um, self-conscious about it because it was like, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with being like weird and out there, but this was like really weird and out there. (laughs) Um, and so, um, yeah, so I started working with an intuitive um a, a, an, another woman who channels um to help me kind of really tune in to 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 what what this is. And anyway, this is a language from uh, a past life. Uh the language is called Imola and it is an ancient Mesopotamian language. And the language was created um, by washer women, which is interesting in the, in the vision had these women wear all white. And that's typically what, what I wear of just fully inclined to wear all white. And the, the language was created from spending time by water. And it was like this language was given to us by the water and it's very healing and also is carrying the codes and the secrets of the, of the divine feminine of so yeah. And um, when I get, it, it doesn't feel like it's being handed down to me, like coming down from a, you know, a stream into the crown chakra or even given in my inner ear, it's coming From me, it's coming from my sacral center up through my heart, out through my throat chakra, and um, it is a healing language. So I did the channel on my podcast, which is the first time that I've done it. Like for a very big, you know, however many listeners. I had so many, um, people respond back saying like, oh my gosh, the ringing in my ears is gone. Or I listened to your podcast and then I just created this like beautiful piece of art or, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I cried and released so much. And just for me to get this, um, (sighs) affirmation back, you know, because I've consistently asked myself, am I crazy? am I making this up? Am I crazy? Am I making this up? And finally it got to the point where it's like, no, you have to accept that this is, this is a gift. This is part of who you are and, and you've got to stop playing small with it. You've got to stop hiding it. Um, because it, it is part of, uh, my, unique package, you know, my unique, who I am. And, and it is, it is a language to awaken the sacred, a a language to awaken the divine feminine. Um, and yeah, so it's, uh, it's been a wild ride. (laughs) Well, and it's such, I mean, it's obviously perfectly,
0: in alignment with everything that you were already doing in the world. So if there's any more affirmation than you need than that, like bringing out <laughs> everyone's everyone that you work with, you know, soul clarity isn't like you had, you do soul clarity okay. sessions with people. Like that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing mm-hmm. here and, and bringing out, you know, women's truth in their who they are at their in their divine essence you know through your work with them through your coaching with them and now through the you do sound healings and all of the beautiful kundalini yoga that you offer and now being able to incorporate this this channeling which is absolutely beautiful i listened to the podcast obviously and and the the this language is an absolute light language and and so now this is something that you you are able to incorporate. Yes, you're using this in in your yes. women's circles and.
1: Yeah, yeah. In fact, when we um, end our podcast today, I have a, a private session with a client um, for us to do a channel together and just to see what that um, opens up and awakens within her, and then we talk about it. You know, mm. in, in English language. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just been really really lovely to see where spirit has um guided me um and and how to really uh facilitate um you know the healing work of this of this channel. So, yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. What a mag- magnificent gift and
0: and a magnificent reminder to anyone else that, out there that's listening that you know has an inkling, has a niggle, feels like they have gifts that are meant to be shared with the world that there's no reason to hold back, you know, especially this time and this massive shift that's taking place in the world. If you have any gifts, which we all do, we all have them and, you know, we all have the ability to be intuitive, clairvoyant, all of this, you know, but if you feel like there's a certain arena that you have a natural tendency towards it, it's now time to, to bring it up and let it shine because the world needs you just like the world needs you to be you doing exactly what you're doing. And the world needs me to be doing exactly what I'm doing. And if there's more to unfold, then we have to allow that because it's, that's our, it's our, that's our, our mission, I think, to be alive this day and right. age, right. Yeah.
1: And don't, and don't, don't discredit what feels natural. You know, I think we have a tendency to think if it's hard and complex, then it's worth something, but mm-hmm. if it's easy and if it feels natural, then me, eh, you know, but no, yeah. no, no, no follow what feels Good and natural, and you know, nourish that so. exactly. And and a
0: big part of that is just reconnecting to our our actual true intuition, because I think that has been so lost, you know, because of all of the you know the patriarchy, the the, the conditioning, mm-hmm. the you know everything outside of what we don't. We none of us think that we have what we need inside of us anymore, right? Because we've and been we so came, told, We
1: came here with exactly what we need to fulfill our dharma, our mission. We yeah. were like encoded with it all. So you, you, like, you definitely have exactly what you need for your exact path. And I don't have what I need to fulfill your path. I yes. have what I need to fulfill my path. Yeah. So,
0: and which yeah. is exactly, this is the premise of human design, right? Like you we all came like our little babies, your baby souls before we decided where, and when we wanted to be born, we figured out who we wanted to be, what we wanted to do, what gifts we wanted to provide the universe. And then once uh-huh. we decided all of those things, then our little baby souls, you know, it was figured out the stars aligned that I needed, you needed to be born on this day at this time in this location uh-huh. so that all of your, uh-huh. all of your planets could be in the proper alignment for you to be born into this version of yourself with all of these gifts. And what happens is, it's you know, so
1: amazing. It's all so connected. It's, it's also
0: connected. connected. And then we just, but we just let everything else pile on top of us to the point where we forget who we were and uh-huh. in our innate, know, in our innate wisdom is lost. So. Now is the time to unravel it and be who now we were meant to be. So
1: mm-hmm. thank you, sister. Thank you. So fun. What an absolute pleasure. I wish we could talk for another hour about all of
0: this. We have so much we could talk to about, you know, <laughs> manifesting. And I mean, you you in you don't drink alcohol, right? You quit alcohol, long, how long ago?
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: How long ago was that? For uh, four you? or
1: five, four or five years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, October twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. For me, yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole other podcast we could talk about sober living because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of that. I live my life that way, and it's it's been a life changer. And when we can dissolve all of these, you know, mind altering substances out of our life, then that. Obviously, is going to help us connect to our truth and our
1: mm-hmm. inner
0: wisdom in a much more deep and meaningful way. But I digress because I don't want to. I don't want to go off on another podcast volcano number here. two. My podcast number two, yes, two. Well, Meg's Meg Square Two We'll 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 visit this again. Yes, <laughs> so cheesy. So I just I just want to say thank you so, so much. Um, it's been such a pleasure connecting with you. I can't wait to connect with you again later this week.
1: Yes.
0: And and after this, after we hang up this call, I'm gonna be doing a a quick fire with Meg. It'll be available on behind the scenes footage um, in my upcoming membership. Program that I'm going to be officially announcing very very soon, but um, until then, Meg, thank you so much. It's been such a such a thank you wonderful time. If there is there anywhere that our our listeners can connect with you, and and what's what do you have on offer right now that people could 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 learn about and where.
1: Yes. Okay. Come find me on Instagram because that's where I hang out the most. And please, please send me a message and let me know that you heard me on next podcast. You can find me under Meg Sylvester. Um, I think my handle is Megan with an H Sylvester. Hmm. Um, and then my website is megsylvester.com. I've always got retreats and events coming up. So just check out my um, events page. I do have a retreat in September and Austin And if you're interested in Kundalini in early September, I'll be um, opening up the Lotus Collective online, which is going to be an online membership Kundalini studio. So weekly classes from me with monthly themes, guiding us and meditations. Um, So follow me on Instagram because you'll get lots of updates and I'll be offering a founder's rate um, like $99 for an entire year, which is just cuckoo bananas. Um, Mm. so yeah, also monthly rates and all that good stuff. So anyway, yeah.
0: So awesome. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see all that unfold and I'll probably be joining that. Um, we need more Kundalini back into my life. So (laughs) thanks again, Meg. I love you sister. (laughs) Love you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Please, if you would be so kind, I would be grateful if you could share, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Please follow us over on Instagram at The Meg Pearson Podcast and share what you thought about this week's episode. Don't forget to tag us. For more info on today's show, please head over to the podcast webpage at meganpearson.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, lovers. Ciao for now.